0: hello everyone good morning good afternoon good evening depending on where you're listening from i'm so excited to have on the on the platform today my friend my sister and also a fellow maxwell leadership certified coach as uh, she's showing up globally she's adding value she's an authentic lady and she's really uh, passionate about the topic Tourism. So, we're looking at leadership and tourism. uh This is the 77th podcast of Leadership Talk with How are you, my friend? Omo, how are very
1: you today? Well, thank you. I'm very well, thank you.
0: Awesome, awesome. So, who is Omo?
1: Hmm. Omo is the girl next door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm. um I'm an engineering graduate, surprisingly, everyone gets surprised. I'm an engineering graduate who worked a while, for a while in a a multinational oil company. And um, my first contact with leadership in a formal um, formal way of learning was um, the Maxwell Leadership Team when it was founded in 2011. And I joined in 2011 as a founding member. And to be quite honest, I didn't join because I thought I was going to be a coach, a speaker a trainer. I joined because I just wanted to develop myself. And I felt that I had that personal development. So it's been a long journey that has seen me to where I am today. Prior to joining the John Maxwell team, I was running um, a luxury event planning company where I did mostly destinations. So I'm very big on tourism and um, very big on holidays as well. Um, Aside from the John Maxwell, um, John Maxwell, which is now the Maxwell leadership team, pardon me. Um, Aside from that, I've gone ahead to get several other certifications so that I'm able to provide a more, well-rounded and um, holistic service to my clients awesome
0: awesome now tell us how did you get into leadership
1: um i would say that i got into leadership incidentally to lead myself i always i i for a very long time always felt that i usually you can't give what you don't have and Mm. I am naturally a very critical person. I'm naturally, um, I'm one to criticize a lot. So I say to people that I'm always that person that comes in and I see the faults. I might not be able to solve the problem, but I'm always able to pick up the faults. And Mm. I felt that for me to be doing that, then I should also arm myself with knowledge. You can't be criticizing, you can't be giving people advice from a point of ignorance. Yeah. So I felt I needed to empower myself, which was why I went into the, um, I joined the team in the first place. And for several yeah. years, all I did really was just soak it. I I felt I was like a sponge. I was just soaking it in. I wasn't really using it per se. Uh, yeah. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Now tell us um what what do you think is uh your definition of, of leadership?
1: Of leadership. Leadership is for me about influence and a lot of times people struggle with the word influence like um like a negative thing but it's not. Leadership is about influencing the people around you um okay. Positively, actually, positively. And that is why you can, that's why everyone is a leader in their own right, because for everywhere that you find yourself, even if even if you're a taxi driver, for instance, or even if you're um, a menial worker, laborer, whatever, but you're working amongst people, your ability to influence those people actually makes you a leader you have those people that even when you go to let's say you go to an uncompleted building and you see workers working if you take a good look there's that one person that says something and every other person just follows you know Mm. so that's what leadership is to me without speaking big english
0: (laughs) that's so good that's so good now what is tourism
1: That's something I'm passionate about. So tourism basically is um, traveling to see places. Mm. And um, so you could, there are different kinds of tourism. It could be for work. It could be for holiday, romantic, whatever. But it's just basically touring different places and exploring what each place has to offer. Everywhere hmm. has their own characteristic traits. Um, everywhere in the world has their own car- uh, characteristic traits. And of course, it's a huge source of um, revenue. I, I know of a lot of countries that that is actually their major source of revenue.
0: Wow. Wow. Now, what's, what's the, the relationship between leadership and tourism?
1: so now in the tourism industry it's almost impossible to operate without teamwork Mm. um, because of the nature of the industry so when you talk of tourism you think of hotels you think of resorts you think of um, event centers you think of um, parks you know different things but basically tourism is something that attracts people And it attracts Mm. a lot of people. And there are people who are going to serve these people. And these people who are going to serve these people must possess certain skills. Also, Mm. the people leading the ones going to serve these people must also possess certain skills. So Mm. a lot of times, in fact, I would say all the time, um, you can tell the strength of the leadership in the tourism sector when you get into any country and you're trying to explore.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: All right. So um I are, are you okay? Yes I am. Okay. Yeah. Now I just want to you to help us. What what's the benefit of tourism? Apart from revenue, you know, is there any other benefit you know even for a leader you know when a leader is trying to push the agenda whats what's what's the what's the benefit Sorry.
1: so now in terms of we we'll would look at it from different points of view let's let's even call it a holiday. everyone needs that break, which is something a lot of leaders don't do they don't take that time out to really relax. And then you find people who tell you, oh, I've traveled to X, Y, Z. But all they can tell you about that country is probably the hotel they stayed. And if they went for a meeting, the place, the venue they went for, the meeting. Or the hotel they stayed and the shop they went to. Shopping can Mm -hmm. also be part of tourism, don't get me wrong. However, um, you need the time out to relax, to recoup and to rejuvenate yourself teams i mean it's getting more common now where people take their teams as well on tourism to and for team building because you're away from your immediate environment so you're able to relax and think and you're also able to see each other in a different um in a different Mm -hmm. non-structured way so you're able to really understand the person and wow I'm sure you know as well that it's important to build relationships. So in different right. companies or in families or whatever, these are times taking time out is a very good time for bonding and for building okay. this relationship. Seeing me from eight to four or nine to five in the office is not enough to actually build these relationships.
0: Mm. Mm. It's so good, it's so good. Now, um, what's the challenge if a leader doesn't appreciate tourism?
1: Um, we, I don't want to be hard, but if a, if, you're, if a leader doesn't appreciate tourism, there's a tendency that that leader falls into the category of people that don't appreciate holiday or taking time out. And the downside would be some of these things that I mentioned. People will burn out. Mm. Mm. People will burn mm. out. I mean, just think of um, a time that you even shut down and you stayed mm. in your house, even just shutting down and you know, relaxing. You come out feeling refreshed, less cantacruous mm. like me, you know. Mm. So if, you, if you're a leader and your team is not doesn't have that time to um, to take time out. There's a tendency for them to burn out. Mm. 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 That's,
0: that's that's I think that's really true. Because I mean, like nowadays, you know, mental health. You know, Absolutely. talking about this toxic bot, uh, bosses and you know. Uh, Sexual harassment in the workplace and all that—you know—so many issues have just been coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, domestic violence. You know, mm, yeah. you know, some people, you know, even as leaders, they're in a state of overwhelm. You know, so you know, and when you don't let off, you know, take some time out to relax, the implications can be. Yeah. can be huge. Can you, can you speak to that?
1: Oh, yeah. Um. So, one of my certifications is actually as a health coach, and I actually always encourage people, especially leaders. So, we've talked about different kinds of leaders, but the sort of leaders that usually resonate with most people are top executives or people with huge responsibilities and all that. And daily the statistics of people dropping dead from um, stress-related ailments is constantly increasing. So when you don't take time out to Mm. rest and recalibrate, these things build up. And Mm. you might think that, oh, you you have a lot of money. You have 24-hour lights, so your air conditioner is on you don't drive, you have a driver or you have a very good car or you have a private jet. But we forget that the stress from brain work is actually much more than physical stress sometimes. So you might mm. be sitting down in an office every day and everyone thinks, oh, he's not exacting himself or "Oh, he really doesn't go anywhere. He just goes to work and comes back. But what you're thinking and the work your brain is doing is a lot more than that person who is carrying bricks outside. Mm. So, it's, yeah. I mean, so this, and you just mentioned things like domestic violence and all that. Some of the, sometimes, I'm, I mean, not all the time, sometimes, you know, you're just, you have pent up tension, pent up anger. Right. you start snapping and at all that so it's it's really important to take that break and i tell people that nobody is saying you should go on a million dollar holiday mm. for instance i live in lagos there are million and one places you can go to that doesn't cost an arm and a leg
0: awesome now can you just tell us some some locations where we can you know maybe locally or even globally, that you know, you'd like to suggest to our listeners, you
1: know. Okay, so I'm in Lagos. For instance, we have um, the beach on Corporation Drive. On we have the okay. new beach that maybe is like two k or three k or something like that to enter. You have the one at uh, Corporation Drive. What that landmark? Yeah, you have a landmark. Those, you don't even need a boat or anything. You can just drive down. There are millions of restaurants that you can go to. You have the Ilashe beach. You have the um, slave trade museum in Badagri, where you can just drive to. And there are a lot of hotels there. You can see the point of no return, which is just um, up by Badagri, just by the border between Nigeria and um, Republic of Benin. Then, if you want to go outside Lagos, you have um, Obudu cattle ranch, you have Obunike cave, you have places up north. I know some people will talk about security, but mm. I mean, there's people who live, there's some people who live there, so it's down there, you know, route. And then, if you want to go out and you don't want to go far, there's Republic of Benin, which is just across from us. There are places there that you can go to. In Ghana, there are places in... I mean, it's funny because I say to people that even us in Nigeria, we seem to have so much money, (laughs) but we don't take time out to really relax. But you go to some of these Francophone countries in Africa, and it's not as if they have that much money, but their quality of of life is higher. So you see someone who is just a taxi driver, and at one o'clock, you tell him you want to go somewhere, he will tell you he's on break. Mm. And he's taking a break. And it's not because he's very rich or he appreciates the fact that his body needs to rest.
0: Mm. 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 Wow. I mean, you know, you're really adding so much value, because You know, the average person just believes that, look, um, once I have a job, you know, and, uh, you know, I have money in my pocket, I can watch TV at home, I can eat, you know, as much as I can. But you're saying that even by moving around, you know, and experiencing nature, you know, interacting with other people is good for the mental health is that is that what you're saying
1: absolutely absolutely and you're learning mm-hmm. new cultures in the process
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but how about abroad i mean you know outside oh, ab- nigeria
1: abroad they turn. so i mean it now depends on Your what body. you like like i like water I like water a lot. So you would see me go to places in Mexico that have beaches, or you'd see me go to the south of France, or you'd see me go to places like Florence, or anywhere that I like water. There's some people who like adventure, who like Mm. animals and all that. You can go to South Africa, because they have a fantastic um, game reserve. You can go Mm. to Kenya. In fact, Kenya actually has quite a lot. Kenya has the animals. Kenya has the beaches. You know, um, that depends on you. Of course, everybody would like America. You can go to London if you're a history person. But even in the UK, there, outside of London, there are many cities outside of London that has water. Brighton, and has- on wall. Exactly. Yeah. And it's quiet. Hmm.
0: How about, you know, in terms of affordability?
1: That's why I started with Lagos. So, <laughs> like, I, I, no, and that's because I live in Lagos. And mm-hmm. I appreciate, even me that I'm speaking, it's not every time that you, you can afford to travel. Uh, but if you're intentional about taking a break, wherever you live, there's always somewhere that you can, you know, you can take time off to just recoup your mind. Mm.
0: Now, for leaders, you know, or someone who might be watching this, what what are the three things that you can say uh, will make a leader um, you know, be relatable uh, by taking on tourism? What are three tips for any leader in the area of tourism?
1: I actually have loads. And um, so you know how we have different types of leadership. I think that a leader in the tourism sector should be a servant leader. Mm -hmm. And obviously a hospitable one. But the Mm -hmm. three, if I was to choose three, so adaptability and innovation would be one especially with the times we're in now Mm -hmm. um you should be able to adapt to different um changes that occur both in your industry and in the society where you live and innovate you know new things to come to come to help your business and let's Mm. look at this COVID period yeah you can you can see that um, quite a lot of hotels and obviously the hotels were closed so you might want to ask how did they sustain it some were still paying their staff salaries. some had to let go of staff and all that but mm. they all came up with different things they started doing those that weren't doing delivery started doing delivery mm. some would cook in your house some now deliver breakfast some now you Mm. know all sorts of things you know came up and i said to people that as bad as covid was i know i lost a lot of people i don't wish that anything like that happens again but it also Mm. gave birth a lot of business ideas it gave birth to a lot of businesses people that Mm. would tell you they would never go online went online Yes, right, um, <laughs> we are exactly. online now. Absolutely, you know. So um, a leader, definitely it's a, it's a quality every leader should have, but in the tourism sector, it is very important to be adaptable and, um, and have a lot of innovation. And then um, passion, the, a leader in that area, I think needs to be extremely passionate and why Mm. Um, tourism, the tourism sector is, in quotes, a lot of people still see as luxurious, not necessity. That's right. And then we also have to put into consideration that a lot of people that are coming, they are coming to have a nice time or they're taking a break. Mm. So you, it might not be, a lot of times, it might not be as financially rewarding as you would ex- you would think it is, but it takes okay. a lot of passion for you to thrive in that, you know, no matter what. I mean, anytime I go to that um, slave trade museum in Badaguri, I I see some people that have been there for a few years, and I know it's not because the salary is fantastic or anything like that. But you can actually see the excitement and the passion with which they tell you about the things, you know, in there. So, um, I expect a leader in the tourism sector to be extremely passionate about tourism. Extremely mm. passionate. That's, it's the passion that would make you discover some fallow beach. I want to turn it wow. into into something magnificent for people to, to come. So yes, passion yeah, is a very good, it's, very, it's a key rule. And then empathy. Mm. Empathy is empathy for your staff, for your guests, because you're going to meet all, all sorts of people. If you speak with people in the tourism sector, especially the hotels and those mm. resorts, they sometimes they'll tell you that listen that sometimes the server shrinks because you have some people who come and they're just looking for somebody to download all their burden on without <laughs> um, having to have that personal attachment so you have yeah. to be empathic and really ready to you know listen and all that but there are loads of others
0: awesome
1: awesome
0: Done very well if you just join us uh, this is leadership talk without it okay the seventy seventh episode and we're looking at leadership and tourism and we have homo and she's uh, adding so much value the john marcel certified leadership coach and she's uh, a tourism enthusiast thank you so much for adding value um now i have two more questions who are who are your mentors
1: i have several i have several John Maxwell being one of them, yeah. and Ivan Meissner, who is the founder of BNI, is a huge mentor of mine. I mean, he's impacted my life in many, 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 many ways. I mean, I would—I I mean, I came this far with um, a lot of um, his words and his help, and then um, Paul Martinelli is also my mentor.
0: Awesome. Now, if our listeners want to reach out to you, how, how can they connect with you? Um,
1: I'm on Facebook as Omu Below. I'm on LinkedIn as Omu Below. I'm active on LinkedIn as Omu Below. And I'm on Instagram as Thrive with Omu.
0: Wow, wow. Awesome, awesome. So, you've heard it from the lady, the tourism enthusiast. He's uh, added so much value on Leadership Talk with Adegroke, the 77th episode, and we're so grateful and thankful uh, for you and also the opportunity to share uh, on this platform. So at the same time, I want to say thank you everyone for joining and tuning in. You want to say bye-bye to our audience?
1: Bye-bye. Have a lovely week and Let me know about the next holiday you (laughs) go.
0: Thanks.